Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old bar back. You're just waiting for your bill's big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County? And welcome back for episode 33 of Delco Baseball Now, an emergency podcast with yours truly, Brennan Ricciardi, joined by Ben Thorpe. Ben, we don't usually do this, but there's a lot going on right now. It's it's going down this weekend, or at least starting Friday. It's There's a lot to happen, a lot to cover. Yeah, yeah. Usually we like spread our episodes out a little bit more than this, but just over the past few days, you know, media's Media Little League's regional matchup is set for Friday afternoon. Michael Lorenzen just threw a no-hitter. And the Upper Derby Blue Sox just put off a rally for the ages to force a Game 4 and keep this season alive for them. And we got a lot to talk about here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's start off here with uh, with media. So this is being recorded Thursday night, but at the time this will be posted, it will be Friday. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm probably driving to Bristol right now uh, to cover the media game. They're playing a rematch of Northwest Washington. That's Washington, D.C.'s team. Now, this is a big matchup here because apparently D.C. has never sent a team to Williamsport. And Delco, according to Dave Berman's, only sent one. So there's going to be some fresh blood from the uh, Mid-Atlantic region. It's always good to see. Um, that is, yeah, I remember seeing that the, they were saying that D.C. has not sent a team yet, which is kind of crazy. But also, when you think about how small that is compared to almost every other state or every other kind of district that goes in the regionals, it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, now it'll be cool to, like, hopefully it's media. I think it'll be, either way it'll be cool to see someone new and they're yeah. representing the Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we're seeing the benefits of New Jersey and New York not being in this regional anymore because they're always good baseball areas, and now they're in that metro region. Yeah, that's – So it helps a lot for I PA. think New York was running through that metro. I saw the Jersey team, and they had, like, a 4-9, four 4-hitter. Their entire team so, was, like, four yeah. feet tall. <laughs> they and were like, tiny Obviously dudes, they were good, but – you know, to get this far, it's uh, it's super impressive. But let's talk about this matchup a little bit. So, media took this team down sixteen to three on Tuesday. They went down three nothing. They scored ten runs in the top of the second inning. But you know, the the fact of the matter is that this media team one through eleven is producing, and they have Austin Crowley on the mound. So even though it's only one game, which is an unfortunate format for the winners bracket team, I mean, they have to be the most confident feeling team in the world. Oh, I'd imagine, and this I think we talked about it a little bit, like just off everything over text earlier today, but D.C. has kind of saved their pitchers. They threw their main guy, but they have two other guys that threw when they shut out Delaware in the first game that they almost seemed like they like threw away the winner's bracket game just to get because they knew they'd get back. Um, so, I mean, having watched this media team, like a bet against that team is a bad bet, but I, I don't think it's going to be the 16-3 destruction that we saw before. No, I, and I think some people, you know, on the internet, like I had people in the replies to the tweets being like, oh, this game's a cakewalk, like media's going to win. I'm like, hold on, first off, it's baseball. 
baseball's outside of maybe hockey is like the most unpredictable we, sport. We have seen you know. far crazier yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know the fact that I mean it's it's honestly it's an interesting approach to take because you know I, I wouldn't necessarily say DC like punted, but with that being said, if they didn't throw any of their top three guys, yeah, I mean you have to think that they had some idea that this would happen. Uh, I'm expecting a close game. I mean, anytime you have that, you know, Williamsport on the mind, like mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be it's going to be a really close yeah. game. But a couple things about media. So obviously, you have to start with Austin Crowley. He's been, for lack of a better term, unhittable on the mound. I mean, I think he's let up. I saw a stat. I think it was one run in 25 innings across like the tournaments this summer so far. I'm surprised but, it's even one. Yeah, I think um, maybe one earned run is what it was, but. It's just it's been so cool. Oh, that, no, I thought it was zero. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Uh, I think he's pitched every single closeout game because I was there. He pitched against Aston Middletown when they won the district. He pitched against Radnor Wayne when they won the section, and he pitched against Eastside when they won the state. So like th- the fact that they've somehow managed to get their guy on the mound for every game with a trophy and a banner is pretty cool. And you know, it's I, great management. Yeah, and just like it shows that even with the injury to Chase D'Ambrosio, like they still have the depth on the mound. Nate Helberg and Trevor Skronik. I mean, any wonky throwing lefty in Little League, even for righty hitters, is a pain to face. Yeah, and that's Trevor Shove in that. Like, oh, he yeah. came in. They weren't really relatively close to touching him. I don't and think he let up a single hit. Uh, yeah, I think he I let up maybe either. one walk or something like at, in relief. But the fact that they've managed to get to the final game with all of their arms ready to go, like the way I would imagine it would go is probably Crowley will throw until he hits 85, Nolan Gratton, then Skronik or Helberg, whatever – they decide to do. It's been but, the formula. Yeah, and it's been the formula that's got them to whatever they are, like 16-0 and this summer, yeah. 15-0, and whatever it has been. Um, but from an offensive perspective, they scored 16 runs last game, and the only two players on the roster that did not have an RBI were Crowley and Gratton, who've been the guys all summer. And it just shows, like, <laughs> they can do it no matter, you know, who's hot and who's not, pretty much. Yeah, it was funny. I was at a, I was at a batting practice thing for Upper Derby Day, and Joey Super, a guy we'll talk about a little bit later in this, was kind of describing the media team, and I thought he described the offense perfectly. Where he was talking about kind of following that game, it was like, oh, they got like they got down three nothing. I was like, uh oh, and then like after starting, so their offense got like hit, 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 and I feel like that is they're very like they catch fire really quickly. Yeah, I mean, all throughout the this whole run, like their thing has been the big innings. Like they had a bunch of big innings at Newtown Edgemont. They had the Grand Slams, and then they had the uh, you know I think they scored seven runs twice in an inning they scored eight runs in an inning like hitting's contagious for them and while as you can see from trevor skoranek's bomb to dead center like they have some power but they don't rely on it teams that rely on power are the ones that once it gets to 225 they're toast yeah and that's uh, i mean you kind of see it at all levels of baseball when you rely on the long ball it's sometimes it's kind of easy to get beat yeah i mean look at the phillies in the world series last year yeah. they had five home runs in game three and they got no hit the next day right like it's just so unpredictable that it's it's hard to really get a feel for it. Uh, oh, Alec Boom just right, uh, right at him. Jeez, ripped one. Shout out Trey Turner for the homer. Uh, we'll talk about the Phillies more in a little bit. But going team, into this team Italy legend Joe Lasorsa getting out of that, <laughs> dude, I should get a team Italy World Baseball Classic jersey just with Ricciardi on it and just pass it off. There's got to be well, yeah. actually no, because Italy hasn't. There's bound to be one. There's got to be in, in the history of one. Italian yeah, baseball, yeah. Ricciardi, yeah. Uh, more importantly, I need to find my media little league jersey for oh, when I was uh, squeezing the that. You know what? I I don't think I will be fitting into that jersey. Unfortunately, maybe Tommy Bradley can hook me up with one of those nice uh nice pullovers they got. Yeah, I don't know. You'd be allowed around children with a shirt that. Tight. No, God, it's no. Stick no, with I'll, the Delco. I'll be wearing the DBN ones. polo. Don't worry. Um, 
Which yeah, are clean, by the way. They're very nice, and we and they're actually a little bit darker blue than we expected, but it looks more like media color blue. Yeah, so it, it, it works out absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to the atmosphere. I'm looking forward to hopefully another great post game interview with these guys. But you know, the number one thing is like they're just playing so loose. Like you saw, you know, videos in the dugout of them dancing, videos on the mound of of Coach Big Tom Bradley just talking about like the dog with yeah. the rosin bag, and you know. Uh, you know, getting being a part of a team that has fun playing together can take you so far. Mm. Like I've been on, on a lot of really good teams that just like everyone's just kind of like acquaintances. You know, like your baseball friends. Like you're not really people you'd hang out with off the field. And those teams usually don't go all that far. You know, compared no. to the teams that like playing together. But I mean, just from an offensive perspective, like Trevor Skronik is heating up right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of pitch around Crowley again, just because like. They, you know, they kind of just assume, oh, we're not going to let him beat us. You almost have to at yeah. this point. Hopefully it's... they don't throw at him like the Maryland team did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 3 o'clock, ESPN, uh, that game will be in Bristol, and unfortunately won't be able to share the live videos. I've had people try and convince me, oh, you'll be fine. I'm not risking getting sued by ESPN. We've worked way too hard on this. Maybe a final out, and yeah, then putting, yeah, like, yeah. A, all rights are courtesy of ESPN. What about, like, but, stuff with like, the um – like, can you do anything, like, from the stand, like, with fans or anything? Do, like, parent interviews so. and yeah. stuff like that? That would be cool to do a mid-game parent Yeah, interview. I think that would be kind of yeah. cool. All right, we're live here in the media, especially if it's a game that could potentially be, like, out of hand. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're up by a lot and the vibes are good, that would definitely be something to consider. Definitely, definitely do a vibe check before you do that. Oh, but. yeah. All right, moving on here to the Broomall Newtown Baseball Organization. Uh, once again, thanks to those guys for coming on for the last episode. Unfortunately, their season came to an end today. The Broomall 14s. They lost to uh, Tallahassee in the knockout round of the Babe Ruth World Series. And, Ben, we talked about it before we record. If you lose to a team where a 14-year-old is hitting a home run in a single-A minor league field, just tip your cap. That's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah, just tip your cap. Like, that's just like, I mean, I'm sure that got a couple uh, scouts to write some things down on a notepad here. But, I mean, that's a kid going into his freshman year of high school that's hitting a ball no less than 330, Mm -hmm. realistically, unless he hit it right down the line. It's probably a little bit further than that. That's just a tip your cap, and uh, you know, are they what? Are they BB core? Are they wood? Or like, I actually have the, no idea. I feel or are like, they those like? I feel like most summer Eastern balls. Eastern hype fire, like trampoline. Bats. I feel like most summer balls wood, but I don't know. If a, if a fourteen year old didn't go in wood league. bat yard, I don't know. I never played Babe Ruth. I played. Yeah, so I, was, I played we were both Legion. Legion. You're a BB core Legion. Uh, I have no idea. Went to wood yeah. at fifteen, but I, yeah. I don't know what Babe Ruth is. Yeah, but I mean, either way, you know, it's a great season. Obviously, anytime you end up in the World Series, you got a lot yeah, to be proud of. Uh, and as those guys said in the interview, you know, they have another year together. They have another year as 15 year olds before they move on to wherever they would play after that. So, you know, they'll have a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth going into the next year, but congrats on a great year. And as we mentioned, the 15 year olds for Brumall are also going to the World Series. So when we recorded last time, their schedule had not came out yet. They're playing in Jamestown, New York. They'll start off. They're playing the home team on opening night at 7 p.m. Now that's Ooh, that's like that's a tone gonna center. Cool, that's you know, gonna be a cool atmosphere. Because I'd imagine, you know, I don't know what the stadium looks like in Jamestown, whatever. But like, you got to think that they're going to be outnumbered fan wise. Playing, playing in the home see field what there. Google says. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All I know is it's in Jamestown, New York. I don't know what kind of stadium. I think I had, I had the uh, the website open at one point, but I don't know like what. Mm-hmm. Jamestown, New York, Babe Ruth World Series. Yeah. Hopefully it's some and type of like. my phone's not really loading. I would assume it's a pretty nice field if they're playing a yeah. World Series. Right, let's there. Google Jamestown, New York baseball field and just see if we can find anything. Um, 
Oh, yeah, I would imagine yeah. Russell Dietrich Park is probably that'll, what we're looking at here. That'll work. Uh, where the Jamestown Tarp Skunks play. That's a great. What? That's, that's probably like an indie ball team or something. The Tarp. The skunks? Tarp Skunks. That's a great name. Holy what cow. does that even entail? Yeah, the, the Tarp Skunks. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to be in that. Oh, they're in the Perfect Game College Baseball League. Okay, uh. that's a sick name. So, yeah, I'm, I'm safe to say that's probably the field they're going to be yeah, playing on. Yeah, it looks like a pretty nice field. Uh, so they'll start off against the hometown team, 7 o'clock Saturday night. Off day Sunday, they will play the Pacific Southwest team. Uh, they're going to play – now, this this team name – so the first team is Torrance from Pacific Southwest. That's who they play, like the Pacific Southwest team. This team, E-A-U, Claire Blue. E-A-U. Claire. Eau Claire. Eau Claire? Yep. I think, I think it's Eau Claire. Or Three Claire straight or vowels is very confusing. I don't know. They're from the Ohio e Valley. Covington County is southwest. So they're gonna basically, oh long story short, they're going to play four pool play games, just like the other guys did, except for this time, they're gonna take six out of the ten teams into the like the okay, knockout. So it's stage. Like a bit smaller. So they have two different groups. So it'll be like the third place team in the American plays the second place in the national. The one seeds get a bye. That's the way they're doing it. Uh, so basically, for our guys, I would say they would, you know, two and two should hopefully get them in the top three out of five. I don't have the numbers crunched on that, but uh, that would be another cool interview to do. Maybe it's going to be it's going to be a busy That's time with Eau Claire. Eau Claire, there we go. All right, shout out Eau Claire. Hopefully they lose. Um, yep. But well, yeah, be room for you guys. But yeah. at least you got your name right. Yeah. Uh, how cool would it be if Media were to win this game on Friday and they would play? in a Little League World Series game the same time that Broomall plays in a Babe Ruth World Series game. That'd be sick. A lot to track. Yeah. We're going to have to hire. There'll be a lot hey, if you're on. listening to this and are interested in joining the team, please reach out because right now <laughs> we can use all the help we can get going Absolutely. into next, next season. It's one of those things where, like, we can cover it. It's just a lot of work <laughs> by the end of the year <laughs> to do it. Uh, but, yeah, I'd love to get the Broomall guys on. Wish them the best of luck starting 7 o'clock Saturday. I know the game is live-streamed. I'm pretty sure – if you just search Babe Ruth World Series, you'll be able to find where the stream is from there. But we're going to get moving on here because we had a lot to talk about with the Delco League Finals. Now, Ben, oh, you yeah. guys were facing elimination. Wayne led the series 2-0 and led Game 3 5-1. But the Blue Sox magic came out. You guys scored, I believe, 6 in the fifth inning yeah. to make it 7-5. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just talk to us about how that comeback happened and, like, what the – you know how, what the – First off, what the ejection of Dave Jordan helped this team do? I Dave was Dave will like swear that he didn't deserve that. He was chirping. He was on that umpire so hard the entire game. But yeah, no, he so he got. I think it was just kind of. I don't because even when that happened, that wasn't really what gave us the energy. It was just like it didn't really fire anyone up. It's no, not like he went no, out there. And we yelled, were kind of like, you know? what is going on, yeah. man? Um, but it just like. There was there was a brief period there where you guys went out where it just it seemed like it was like both teams kind of accepted it was over, and it I think it just well, all we needed to do we scored like one run Christian kind of had that two out single yeah shout out Christian Strickland Delco League MVP by the way yeah that was cool that they did the yeah, little ceremony yeah. for him you know and, we. We were just kind of confused why they didn't do it just, like, before the game. No. You know, or, like, maybe, obviously, after the game would not have been the best idea in case, the, you know, you guys had lost. Then yeah, it would have been right weird. Yeah, right um, Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think going forward in years, I want to start doing, like, all Delco League teams or, like, all yeah, high, you know, high school Delco League, whatever. And I remember looking at the stats, and for me, MVP was between him and Chris Salvi. And, you know, I, yeah, I, they both had great years. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, wouldn't have argued with either of them. 
uh, being selected there. But, nah, yeah, I mean, I, I will say I'm going to agree with your point where you said that both teams almost accepted it was over because there was a bit of a lack of urgency in our dugout just because – I mean, I saw a couple of your guys yeah. over, like, the snack bar. I was like, oh, yeah, like, like there's, that's, that's there, where we're at There's just right been, now. like, so many games this year where we get up on teams and they don't fight back. Yeah, you yeah. know, like – for this team all year, like, a 5-1 game is, like, that's it. You mm-hmm. know, like, we're going to, no matter what happens, like, they're not scoring more than, like, two more, you know. And I remember one time, Nate Sides, who's kind of, like, our vocal leader. Okay, yeah. You know, he like, I would say he is the most, like, like we don't usually do, like, you guys kind of, you know, bring the whole team together sometimes inside the dugout, behind, whatever. Our team doesn't really go like that a lot. Uh, Nick Castellanos just hit a foul home run. Um but, yeah, no, Nate Sides would kind of be the one to be like, hey, boys, like we need to pick it up. Like Let's get a few more, like whatever. And I remember at one point he was saying, like, hey, guys, like 5-1 is not, you know, this game's not over. Like we need to, you know, we need a little more urgency. And then, you know, that obviously that inning happened where I think Valente started, Pac came in, a couple bad luck hits. I think, yeah, you know. Like, I, th- I think once we saw, once we got Valente out and saw Pac, who like he? I don't think he threw bad, but no. we just saw him a lot. He hit the ball where we weren't, you know. Like I think that got yeah. us going a little bit. Yeah, like there was. was just, I think there was like one or two balls were that were scorched off him, but other like when he came back in the dugout, he's just like that's just like yeah. it is what it is no, baseball, it is what, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think Peluso came in. I think uh, we'll give a quick shout out to Darren Hagen here because that was a huge pinch hit. Oh yeah, I think either single or double. I don't know if he got to second or not because the, the inning and I wasn't sure. We were all focused on. Uh, Matt Query, you know, with Ald Mathis throwing a bullet that from was, center field. That was real quick. Our our game changer had Darren as an error, and we're still trying to figure out who was responsible for that. That was but Darren's very upset. See, see, here's the thing: like Nate Sides, Darren, you smoked that ball. Nate Sides, Nate Sides will tell you he should have caught it, but that doesn't mean it's a, it's not yeah, a it's hit. A you know, yeah, like that's definitely. one of those things where Nate was kind of like drifting back, like it was like over his head. I think it hit off his glove. Like that's a hit, but it's one of those like. Could he have caught it? I mean, yeah, it would have been a great play. Yeah, yeah. You know, but a guy like Nate, who's a great player, will tell you he should have. But either way, that's a hit, one hundred percent. So shout out to Darren for coming off the bench. You know, any pinch hit scenario is oh, like, yeah, it's especially in in the a, a league like the Delco League, where it's not like you're you know stay really truly not staying a batting loose. tunnel for you to go down yeah. and hit off the yeah, team. Yeah, like you're not you're not truly staying loose. Yeah. You know. Um, you just got to gap and go. But quick shout-out, because we kind of glossed over. Joey Supa went yard. He was 3-4 for four in this game. Then Andrew Yates hit a no-doubter. Tristan Corcoran just kind of hung one up a little too high, and Yates turned on it. And Yates is not the kind of guy to pimp a homer. He, he gave it a little He's bit. more of just like a like a jog, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. he's not going to, like, watch it flip the bat. Like, he's just, like, he's just not that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like a... I'm gonna let you know that I knew I got it, but I'm not gonna be like yeah, obnoxious definitely. about it. He that was a majestic. Home so home. that was like the you know the icing on the cake. Like we put up a little bit of a rally in the seventh, but like that it was never that was kind of you know it was never like a truly game is in doubt kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, no, that was kind of like the when he hit that, that was like the all right, we're we're probably not gonna score five in the seventh. We could, <laughs> but we're probably not going to. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like. Especially, you know, coming from someone like me who's played for Upper Derby before and has been a part of some of these, like, crazy playoff comebacks. Like, I think hopefully for our side, this is kind of a wake-up call. It's like, hey, like, we can't just sleepwalk through the series. Like, I know that the first two games we won rather handily, but, like, you guys are too good of a team and, you know, have done too much this year and in the past Mm. to just be like, all right, you know, these guys are just going to quit. Oh, Nick Castellanos, that's a fair home run this time. There you go. Live reaction here. Getting part of my take vibes here with the uh, the live reactions. I feel like every time I hit a foul home run, I always strike out in the at-bat. You know, 
Yeah, yes, I feel like I'm just I don't trying. Think I've, well, I haven't hit many <laughs> home runs in any way, shape, or form. But well, as a pitcher, if you let up a foul home run, do you feel like those guys are still trying to swing hard and you strike them out? Um, it depends. Uh, I just kind of get very scared, to be honest. That's fair. Be selective. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, don't throw that yeah. again. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, you don't like to see anything that has home run distance no, no. as a pitcher. All right, let's talk about what we could potentially be seeing on the mound for this matchup. Now, once you get to the playoffs, roles change, things happen. Like, normally, we kind of went Cam Mathis, then Luke Zimmerman, then Mike Valente. This series, we started Cole Peichel, pushed Cam to Game 2, and then Valente started Game 3. So, I don't think Ben and I really know, like, what the full pitching plan is here, but we'll start for Wayne. I mean, I'm going to guess that Luke Zimmerman, he might not start, but he's going to pitch at some point during this game. Uh... The thing is, Cam Mathis, like in that game, since we got up to a big enough lead, we got him out on a reasonable pitch count. So I, I would say that he's probably available. There's a chance. I mean, I would assume that either Luke Zimmerman or Cam Mathis will start for us. I don't know the plan, but I think that's a reasonable assumption to be made, and I, I feel good with both of them on the mound, definitely. Yeah, and then for us, we haven't. I'm not 100 percent of the plan. Um, I know. Johnny's, Johnny's throwing all seven. <laughs> yeah. Johnny's obviously available after yeah. going what five and five or six in game yeah. one. Ben's nice and fresh. So yeah, I'm available. I was gonna, I was gonna go in. Had we not scored all those runs in the yeah. inning, I was about to go in, and then we scored a bunch. And Johnny started throwing, and I was like, I think I'm just gonna sit down. Yeah, I think I know what this is about to be. And well, it's also you got to think about also the fact that like you know. It could like any of these games could be Johnny's oh, last absolutely. game, right? I, so I was yeah. not like completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was more of a statement of fact of like, yeah. yeah, I'm not going in this game. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but yeah, so me and then I mean Frank Browdy's still available. Johnny Fitzpatrick's still available. Um, Colby, Colby, yeah, yeah. Colby McNeely is available. Uh, Bailey Schindel. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of our guys who, since we got beat so bad the one game and threw a bunch of position players, like we're actually relatively fresh. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, it's it's gonna be a piece together and live to fight another day. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from a content standpoint, I would love a game five. Obviously, as a Wayne player, I don't. But with that being said, I won't be at this game because of going to Bristol. So, like, I I would say you know it's the end of the world if we were to lose Friday and then win Saturday, so I could be there. Yeah. But like with that, like it's in a sense it's a win win for me because it's like all right, either we win Friday, great, we won. Or, you know, we get a Game 5 Saturday that I can be at and, and watch. But, I mean, either way, you know, we're in for a good finish here. I think that, you know, it's a series again, obviously. Like, it's yeah, putting, definitely. you know, that was, I think that was obvious. But it's – it never really – like, up until that rally, it never felt like no, it was a series. It, that was it, – it, leaving that game was a really good feeling because it just – it felt like we were like, okay, like, we're back in this now. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, Momentum's a scary thing. Yeah, we, we woke yeah. up. We, we finally broke through against you guys. Yeah. Like, we're back in this. Hopefully, we carry that yeah. through tomorrow and hopefully Saturday. All right, well, we got a great Delco doubleheader tomorrow. That's the media game at 3. Delco League Finals, 545 at Cardinal O'Hara. Yeah, um, if you're in the it, Springfield area, yeah. you can catch both. And it looks, like, it looks like it's a nice day. All right, last but not least, we'll get our Phillies talk in here. And I don't think I've ever seen a professional athlete have a better home debut Ooh. As JT Romuto might have just put one in the seats. There we go. Have an inning. Man, we got to just record during games all the time. Yeah. We've seen three home runs already. Uh, We've also but, seen like a lot of losses when we recorded. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one, uh, the one where Harper struck out earlier in the week, too. Maybe Dude. we got to record in this basement here. Yeah, in Paul Richard yeah, Studios. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a good. That could in Westchester, be. Pennsylvania. Um, 
Was but the Conchi living room always bad vibes? Maybe it's just cursed, yeah, I guess. It's probably my freaking roommate's Cowboys. And the Cowboys and the Yankees, and yeah. Yeah, it's that's like the issue. Bad yeah, vibes. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Phillies, you know, we're in a stuff more, all we're over in a more, here. Like, we're in a better it's area. It's welcoming. Yeah. yeah. JT Pippen oppo bombs here. How about that? Why not? All right, uh, but w- let's not get away from the story of Michael Lorenzen throwing a no-hitter in his first start in Philadelphia. Now, the, the thing I took away from just even listening to him was that some guys go their whole careers playing in, I won't say bad baseball towns, but I'll say not diehards. And you could just see, like, he said it after the game. He's like, Philly fans, like, play a role in the game. And, you know, this is the first time in his career he's felt like a, a, a crowd really had an impact on the game. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you kind of look at his career track record. He was in Cincy when they weren't great. Detroit when they were awful. The only time, actually, the yeah. only time he was in Cincy when they were good was the, the COVID, COVID year. So there's no yeah. fans. <laughs> so yeah, there were no exactly. fans. L- there's with the Angels for a little bit, but I think before, like, Shohei and all of that. And even that's there. not a passionate yeah, and even, fan yeah, base. Yeah, like, even they don't really care. Like, Philly, New York, Boston, Chicago. Yeah, like, that's, that's the big four. Like, Baltimore's got great fans, too, but I'm talking, like, 50,000, like, crazy mm-hmm. people in the stands. No, um, it's, he seems really pumped to be here, and that's, <coughs> I mean, he's throwing incredibly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's funny. It kind of turned some heads when he made the All-Star team. But since he got named to the All-Star team, he's been ridiculous, both for the Phillies and for Detroit. Yeah. Uh, you know, just trying to prove the, the fan voters right. But, I mean, he's just been such a, a welcoming addition. And, I mean, what better way to get your teammates to ride for you than going out and just performing and being, you know, his post-game speech in the locker room was great, too, just talking to all the guys. Uh, and he's, I mean, at this point, like, I don't think there's an argument against him being in the playoff rotation as a starter. No, when I mean, he's got to be. It was just crazy because, like, we were so anti-pickup a starter. We were, And yeah. then Lorenzen has come in and gone eight, and then a CG no-hitter. Yeah. It's just like... What we were right about was saying he could be a Philly folklore. And, oh, and yeah, you could argue yeah. that no matter what happens, he, he kind of already is with the no-hitter. He's, yeah, he's you know, be. like, he'll this will be remembered forever, but... I mean, slightly like baseball folklore, too, because, yeah. like, he For, had first a no-hitter. Home start, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like no-hitters... Kind of are underappreciated these days because there's like the combined ones, but like a solo no hitter mm-hmm. is still cool. Yeah. You know, obviously it's not a perfect game, but like a solo no hitter should still be you know talked about, uh, highly regarded. But I'm just excited, you know, and everybody, including myself, thought at some point Rob might have to pull the plug. But like we have two off days next week mm-hmm. and a six man rotation. Like he's not starting until next Friday. I like it. He's a he's a dude that he and he can go that far, man. He seems like he's kind of we, we've talked we've talked the Chad innings eater stuff before. Yeah. He deserved to be out. there. Yeah, no, he know? deserved to be out there. Let him go and like 125 or 124 pitch no hitter. It's kind of like I don't know. I mean, we're like 24 and 25, but so it's yeah. weird to say like the good old days. But it kind of is yeah. that where the guys went out and did that. Yeah, I mean, the most I've ever seen in our Club World Series last year, the pitcher for Cal Poly threw 155 pitches. That's yeah. I had we were in my sophomore year. We were in a in our conference tournament, and our guy went 146, Dude, I believe. I'm sure he couldn't even pick up his arm the next day. Yeah, That's absurd. Yeah, I, well, we that we got eliminated, so I didn't. See it, didn't the next ma- day. it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, home the next day. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, obviously, I'm not a pitcher, so I'm, I won't pretend to know too much about like the recovery process. But just you know. This guy, obviously, I mean, you've seen Lorenzo. He's jacked. He was, he, he's played outfield yeah, in the big leagues. He's can, a professional Can you imagine if he's a pinch hitter at some point in the playoffs? Like a, like a, like a late, you know, like a 14-inning game, injuries, substitutions, whatever it may be. 
Um, all right, so let's talk about. So obviously, you know, the Lorenzo no hitter stole the show. His changeup was really good, and it's something that he said he hasn't thrown in years. Yeah. So yeah, the, was the, 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 clearly, the Phillies saw something like, "Hey, we think you should throw this more," and he's like, "Okay," yeah. and he did, and it worked. That was the thing with like the changeup is it's a fickle pitch. Because um, that was like even for me. I mean, you've seen the one I throw mm-hmm. now. Like that was just playing around with grips for so long until you find one that yeah. works. And that was kind of what he said where the uh, Caleb, Co- Caleb Cotham showed him a new grip, felt comfortable. It's almost like a split change, yeah, how much it yeah. drops, you know. Um, but so in that game, you know, Lorenzen was great. But let's talk about Wes Wilson. That's awesome. First MLB at bat, you hit a ball 430 and uh, with your whole family in attendance. Like imagine doing that and then – Just fi- completely you know, overshadowed. Oh, yeah. Like obviously we'll remember it. Uh, but that's just something where it's like – especially for a guy that has spent so long in the minors – I think it was what like I, I heard like three thousand minor league at bats like, something like, like he's seven years. So he's yeah. been there for a while. Yeah, so I looked him up. He he played for Clemson for for a couple years. So getting drafted already like twenty one, twenty two. You know, yeah, a lot of times you get drafted and then it's like oh you know out of college we'll be up in a couple years. Mm-hmm. He was with the Brewers system for a while. This is his first year in the Phillies system. Really? Yeah, and uh, you know he got his opportunity and like realistically, Milwaukee. You know realistically like he probably won't be here for the whole season like once uh whose spot is he taking Marsh. right now yeah brandon Marsh's so, spot yeah you know they're probably gonna end up keeping castro just because he plays in the infield but mm-hmm. i mean even you know even if he's not a philly long term just getting that moment and also showing to other teams yeah you know that you can be a big leaguer is so cool for him and that's hopefully in the two to three weeks Marsh is out he does yeah, very well yeah. and like proves something because that's like dude guys like that they're stuck at that top like level for minor league for so long. It's really cool yeah. to see them finally break through and yeah, get their I, opportunity. I really hope at well. some point we get to see uh, Bonner's own Jim Haley, yeah. who's in AAA for the Phils. He's, uh, been, he's been up in AAA for – this is his yeah. first year with the Phils too. But yeah. Been, yeah, and he's uh, – I think I think he's in a similar spot. He's, I think, 28, 29. Uh, he's a Penn State guy, and I would love to see him, you know, before he hangs him up, just get his MLB shot. Get a shot, yeah. Even, yeah. you know, realistically, awesome. just because, like, the Phillies are so talented in the infield – that you know, it might be like a like a Drew Maji, like go to like the Pirates or Royals for yeah, a year. It's yeah, like, hey, listen, I just want to get my cup of coffee and you know yeah, do my thing. The MLB is the MLB, no, no yeah. matter how you get. Doesn't there, matter who you're playing, where you're playing. There's whatever. also some pretty like good perks you get even for just playing oh, the yeah. game. I forget yeah. what I think it's. Uh, I think it's like insurance and stuff like mm-hmm. that you can get on. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is like see a pitch. All right, we also had Nick Cassianos hit his 199th and 200th career home runs in that game. Imagine going to that game, you get three milestones. How about that? That's you never know you're gonna see the ballpark. <laughs> yep. It's kind of just packed everything into that one yeah. game. Emotional night for a lot of people. Also, I have a note here. Liam Cassianos is my favorite person. He was ever. everywhere. He's he everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> He's everywhere. Yeah, he has like free reign to just run around yeah. the stadium. Like, thing, which is awesome. He I was up that. celebrating with Wes Wilson's family. <laughs> like yeah. when he hit the homer, you look up like, wait, where is he? You know, he has to be having one of the best childhoods. Yeah, like, he's probably awesome. what like nine, maybe yeah, eight, nine, like nine. something around there. Just uh, getting to run around Citizens Bank. Yeah, I'd imagine. Feet. I mean, most Philly athletes live in Jersey, but can you imagine if he's like a Delco baseball player someday? Well, he's so they're are they still in Ben Simmons' old house? They're where, in. Where is that? I don't. I no, you're definitely right. They're in Ben Simmons' because they wanted because there was a. That, you're right. No, that was, think, a, that was a thing. I think last that's Jersey. Year. I think it's Jersey. It probably. I mean, I know. I know Bryce Harper lives in Jersey. The only athlete I know, um, Philly athlete that lives in Delco, apparently Nolan Smith lives in media. I found that out, which is really cool. That's pretty sick. I'd love to see him at uh, at the establishment formerly known as Quotation sometime. 
I'm sure if we see him, we will know it's him immediately. <laughs> Out there at off the rail, after yeah, getting like five sacks yeah. in the game. Yeah. Putting Dak Prescott on the stretcher. Yeah, br- bring the whole uh, bring the whole Georgia defense out to off the rail. That I was going to say, I'll buy shots, but realistically, they, sh- they, should, they should be the ones buying them at that point. Uh, so as of right now, fills up 6-1 to one in the 8th. I'm not trying to jinx it here, but hopefully this is a nice 3 out of 4 from the Nats. You know, obviously you want to sweep any series you're in, but 3 out of 4 against a divisional team, I'll take it any time I can get. Uh, an interesting series coming up with the Minnesota Twins this weekend. Now, the Twins are a team that... The Phillies usually really don't play, but now with the new format where you play every team every year, we're going to see them. And really, I don't really know too much about the Twins besides the fact that I think they have a really solid rotation. And they have, uh, I mean, Carlos Correa, I don't think has really been himself. Joey Gallo is basically their Kyle Schwarber. Mm. He either just homers or strikes out. But, I mean, they're starting Dallas Keuchel tomorrow, who I didn't he, even know is so in the majors. He's been, like, bouncing around. What happened with him? He was bouncing because I so I follow all the uh, – I, I follow a lot of, like, the driveline accounts. So he was okay. out training with them and was got his fastball back up to, like, the low 90s, kind of, like, figured out all his stuff and then was in – he was in someone's – he was in AAA with someone and terminated his own contract and signed with the Interesting. Twins, I think. Well, I mean, you just, like, go down their rotation, like, Sonny Gray, I think you make an argument, is one one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball. Yeah, he's been very It's just good. because he just couldn't pitch in New York. Do they still have Kenton Maeda? They do. I mean, Maeda, Maeda, Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, and Bailey Ober are all, like, yeah, really solid staff. starting pitchers. Like, I mean, it looks like we're playing, we're, so we're facing Keiko on Friday, we're facing... Pablo Lopez, who was on the Marlins, right? Yeah. Got the stirrups usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stirrups in the same. Skinny guy, yeah. So Pablo Lopez on Saturday, and then on Sunday is Sonny Gray. I mean, this is a team that, like, they're probably going to win their division because Cleveland kind of just, like, sold at the deadline. Yeah. But, like, with that being said, I like, imagine. they're also, like, barely above 500. So, I mean, I would, I think two out of three would be a nice weekend, yeah. you know? And that's, uh, anytime you face a division leader, it's a good test. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right. We got a lot to talk about here, obviously. I mean, we got, you know, we don't usually do emergency pods like this, but we realize, like, there's so much that's going to happen between now and the next time we record mm-hmm. that we wanted to get everything fresh. Uh, I think, you know, once once we get this first year under the belt, I think we'll start kind of having more of a clear schedule. I think during the high school season, something will be, like, drop every Sunday night. Yeah, like during the week, like, like the whole week. well, during the week, we're just not going to have time. You know, we're going to be going to games. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be like writing recaps. Like we're going to be doing all this stuff. But I feel like if we can do it consistently, like a, you know, once a week will be perfect for mm-hmm. what we need to do, right? Like most teams are playing two or three games, do an interview on like Saturday, yeah, you know, or Sunday, good, something like that. Um, but yeah, just getting a more consistent schedule is definitely the plans. But right now, I mean, we could not have predicted the playoff runs that some of these teams would be having. Nope. Um, so but yeah. we love it. Yeah. We love it. All right. As always, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to support all of your Delco teams. And we'll see you next time, hopefully, with some good updates.